It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 92 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. McGarry and His Mouse was a twist on the popular detective genre of all-time radio shows, instead showing a comic side to its weekly stories. Each week chronicled the daily adventures and misadventures of rookie detective Dan McGarry, played by Wendell Corey initially, and later Ted DeCorzia, and later Roger Pryor. Co-starring as his girlfriend Kitty Archer, a.k.a. The Mouse, as McGarry affectionately called her, was Peggy Conklin, later replaced by Shirley Mitchell. The show was based on the series of stories by the same name that appeared in This Week magazine in the early 1940s. The radio show ended after only one season, running from June 26, 1946 as a summer replacement for the Eddie Cantor show to March 31, 1947, after only 13 episodes. It was resurrected for a TV show in 1957, and a pilot was filmed, but it never made the fall lineup. So sit back and relax for the first broadcast of McGarry and His Mouse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Has anyone seen Detective McGarry? Yes, Sarge, I have. Who are you? Detective McGarry! Yes, friends, it's McGarry and his mouse, starring Wendell Corey with Peggy Conklin. The misadventures of rookie Detective McGarry have been made famous by Matt Taylor in the pages of This Week magazine. And now here he is... Dan McGarry himself, handsome as ever, brave as ever, and confused as ever. I guess most dolls have a couple of strikes on most guys when it comes to the thinking department, especially Kitty Archer. Hey, she's the cute little mouse I've been going together with for some time now. The machinery in her noggin is always in high gear. Which is a wonderful thing, except that sometimes... Well, take one morning last week. On the way to headquarters, I'm dropping her off to work at the airline's office where she works. Now, Dan, you remember what you're supposed to do at noon. Yeah, Kitty. As soon as I get my paycheck, I meet you at the bank and we suck it away toward that there rainy day. Oh, not toward a rainy day, Dan. Toward the bright day when we get married and have our own home. Yeah, Mousley. A playroom for the kids. Oh, Dan. Well, Kitty, you're always bawling me out for not thinking of the future. Now, don't be late. And, and after we go to the bank, we may have time to go to Holzman's and get your new shoes. Don't worry. I'll be there on the button. So long, Mouse. So long, Dan. Good morning, Sarge. 
paychecks get here yet? Yeah, and here's yours. What are you going to do with it, McGarry? Frame it with the rest of them? Suppose I am, Decker. It'll make a pretty picture one of these here days. Hey, where's all the boys? Oh, they're in the squad room. We raided a gambling joint last night, and they're giving the equipment a workout. You mean they're gambling? In police headquarters? Sure. Say, how about you coming in and uh, laying a few bucks on the line, huh? Gambling's against the law. Well, if you're nervous about it, we can have somebody stand outside the door and watch for cops. Nothing doing. If I bust into my check, Kitty'd hand me my ears. <laughs> you sure have a tough time getting any distance from a buck, don't you, McGarry? What do you do, soak your roll in mucilage? Are you hinting I'm a miser? Oh, no, McGarry. Compared to you, a miser's a playboy. Okay, Mr. Wise Guy. I'll play you for a couple of bucks. You sure you can spare it? Never mind the cracks. Let's get in there and toss them dominoes. Okay, let's go. Decker, it's going to be a pleasure for me to teach a guy like you that gambling don't pay. Explain everything. Dan McGarry, where have you been? My lunch hour is nearly over. Well, I was sort of held up at headquarters. They had a very special case. What kind of a case? Well, they raided a gambling joint last night, and I had to... Well, I had to help check over the evidence. Well, if I had my way, I'd put every gambler behind bars. You would, huh, Mouse? Absolutely. People who gamble should be taught a lesson. You're right. I always said myself that gambling don't pay. Well, we'll never have any trouble on that account. Come on, we still have time to deposit your paycheck. Hey, Mouse. Yes? I got something fierce to tell you. Dan, what's the matter? We ain't got no business with no bank today. On account of I ain't got no dough. You haven't... I lost it, Mouse. I... I'm clean as a new butcher block. Oh. Well, let's hurry then and get to the bank right away. Well, what for? To have the check stopped. Stopped? Yes, just in case some dishonest person found it. Wait, Kitty. I didn't lose the check. I lost the dough. Every penny of it. Dan. Yeah, Mouse, ain't it fierce? But how did you lose it? Oh, Mouse, I hate to even think about that. It gives me a terrible headache and the pigeons are beating the lining out of my stomach. Oh, Dan, you're so careless. I'm a dope. If only you wouldn't go stuffing money into your pockets the way you do. You probably pulled it out with your handkerchief. Gee, I wish I'd have thought of that in the first place. I mean, I bet you think I'm pretty stupid. No, darling, just careless. But the situation isn't hopeless. Come on. Where are we going now? To the Daily Bulletin office. We've just got time to get a lost and found ad in the afternoon edition. But, Kitty... I'll put my phone number in it, so if anybody calls during the day, Mom will be there to answer. There is a chance that some honest person may have found your money. Kitty, the guy that's got my dough ain't answering no ads. Well, at least we can take that gamble. Kitty, gamble? Kitty, will you answer the phone? I got my hands full here in the kitchen. Okay, Mom, I've got it. Hello? Hello? 
Is this Regent 74599? Yes. Are you the party that advertised in the bulletin offering a $50 reward for the recovery of a certain sum of money lost in the vicinity of Montgomery and Charles Street? Yes, that's right. Well, I found a sum of money in the gutter at Montgomery and Prince Streets. If you can tell me the denominations of the bills, I will be glad to consider you the rightful owner. Oh, well, let me see. I think Dan said they were... Oh, yes, I remember now. They were five twenties and ten tens. Making a total of $200. Mm-hmm. That seems to be correct. Now, if you'll give me your address, I'll restore your property and collect my modest reward. Oh, wonderful. It's 37 Forsyth Avenue. This is a very fortunate coincidence. I'm falling from a booth not very far from there. I'll be right over. Goodbye. Goodbye, and thank you. Oh, Mom, Mom. Yes, Kitty, what is it? Oh, Mom, the most wonderful thing's just happened, the most wonderful thing ever. Now, for heaven's sakes, child, don't burst a blood vessel. What is it? What happened? People are good. People are honest. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Fine, fine. Now that you've made up your mind about people, will you please tell me why you're so excited? Well, you know the money Dan lost? Yes. It's been found. A man just called, and he's bringing it right over. What? Every cent of it, the whole $200. Oh, that must be Dan. He'll be so excited when I tell him the news. Hiya, Miles. Oh, Dan, Dan, come in. I've got the most wonderful surprise for you. My goodness, Miles. You're bouncing like a ping-pong ball. What's up? Guess who's coming here to the house. Why, none other than your old Aunt Bella. Nope. It's the man that's got the money you lost. What, that bum? He shows his kiss around my girl. I'm going... What did you say? I said, the man who found the money you lost is on his way here with your $200. The man who found... Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, no, Mouse, that can't be. That's impossible. It's a fact. He just called an answer to my ad. He found the money in the gutter at Montgomery and Prince. In the... Was it alone, Mouse? I mean, was anybody in the gutter with it? <laughs> oh, hey, this here's got me bewildered something fierce. I knew you'd be terribly surprised. Surprised? You have no idea. Dan, I'm so happy for you. Oh, that must be the man now. Now, listen, Kitty, before this guy Wait comes... Wait a minute, Dan. But, Mom... Gosh, I'm so excited. This is too wonderful to believe. You're telling me. Likely I'm getting some poor widow woman's last 200 bucks. Good evening, lady. My name is Mapes. I'm the gentleman who phoned you about the money. Oh, come right in. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I... I must say I admire your honesty, Mr. Mapes. Well, as my old mother used to say, honesty is the best policy. Leave every man his own. <laughs> as ye reap, so shall ye sow. So she had a lot of them. <laughs> How nice. Mr. Mapes, this is Mr. McGarry, my fiancé. He's the man who lost the money. Oh, is that so? Mr. McGarry, you're a very lucky fellow. Yeah. Pleased to meet you. Thanks. And now to get to the reason for which I came here. I'm very happy to restore your loss. There you are, sir. Five twenties and ten tens. Totaling the sum of $200 gross. Oh, Dan, isn't this marvelous? Yes. It's amazing. Now, we mustn't forget the reward. $50 is what we advertise. Right, Mr. Mates? Right. Hey, Kitty, I got an idea. Since this here gentleman is such a first-class honest guy and didn't go and swipe the 200 when he had it right in his mitt, I think he ought to keep the whole roll as his reward. The whole 200? Well, that's ridiculous. I'm perfectly satisfied with the modest sum of $50. 
But you could do me a small favor if you're so inclined. Oh, we'd be glad to, Mr. May. Well, it so happens that my brother is in a hospital in Philadelphia, and I'm planning to use this reward to pay his expenses. Now, if it'd be possible for you to give me a check for the $50, I could mail it directly to him, and it would save me the trouble of getting a money order. How about a check for the whole 200 Oh, Dan, stop joking. Mousy, of don't... course, Mr. Mates, we'll, we'll gladly do you that favor. Dan, there's a pen and a secretary. Get out your checkbook and make out a check for $50. Would you make it out to uh, cash, please? <clears throat> Mr. Mates, won't you sit down? Why, thanks just the same, miss, but I'll have to be running along as soon as the check is ready. Well, just as you say. I don't know how we can ever thank you. Oh, that's all right. As my dear old mother used to say, no king's coffers hold greater treasure than the gratitude of the human heart. A word of thanks. There you are, Mr. Makes. Fifty bucks made out to cash. Thank you, indeed. And now, if you don't mind, I'll be on my way. Well, you've certainly made us very happy. Well, the pleasure is mine. As my dear old mother used to say, a deed well done is a deed well done. Good night, Mr. McGarry, and a word of advice. Hold on to your money. Hold on to it. With guys like you around, I don't see how I can lose it. Good night, Mr. Mate. Good night. Oh, Dan, isn't this wonderful? Isn't it marvelous? Wait here till I get my hat. We going out? Yes, halls and shoe stores open till nine tonight, and we're going to get those new shoes for you. That's my future wife talking. Oh, and maybe we'll have enough time to see the last show at the Bijou and, and have a soda afterwards. To sort of celebrate your good luck. Dan, you are lucky, you know. Maybe, Mouse, but I feel like I'm playing a poker hand with five aces in it. back into the state of confusion surrounding Detective Dan McGarry. There he is with 200 bucks he knows doesn't belong to him because Mr. Mapes couldn't have found it because, well, he lost it gambling. Anyway, Kitty thinks it's really Dan's money and has hauled him downtown for some shopping and celebrating. Keep your fingers crossed and let's see what happens. Why, Dan, your new shoes are lovely. So distinguished looking. I'm glad you like them, Mouse, but... They look so dainty to me, I feel like I ought to hop into a ballet dance. Here's your change, sir. $8.75 out of $20. Only a short wait for seats. Move right along, folks. How many, please? Two. One for me and one for my girl. That's one thirty out of ten. Thank you. Oh, Dan, while we're here at the sweet shop, let's get a box of candy for Bernice. Oh, yeah, for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Hey, we better get this big one here on a kind of she's such a good friend of yours. Oh, yes, that one will be fine. Hey, Every... Uncle Matthew, did you want me? Why, no, we haven't had any trouble, officer. Well, watch out. Here, uh, I'll take a couple of those two for a quarter cigars. Can you change a 20? No counterfeit money, huh? You're lucky, lady. Oh, while I'm here, I might as well buy a present for my mouse. <laughs> If you run across any bum dough, mister, give me a buzz. Hey, how about the change for my ten spot? 
that concrete brain nephew of mine. Well, Uncle Matthew, what's the matter? Come on. Where is he, I say? Hey, Uncle Matthew, what's all this here hollering about? I knew I'd find you here. If I was a man of violence, I'd tell him off you. Matthew McGarry, can't a young man visit his girl without you bellowing after him like a bull? Visiting his girl, is he? And the department in the grip of a wave of counterfeiting. I assign men to a special detail to check the city. Among the detail is my brilliant young nephew, Dan McGarry. Well, what did I do that was wrong? I checked every store on my beat. And a fine check it must have been. All evening complaints have been coming in from merchants that had bum bills passed on them. And every single one of them was on your beat. Your beat. Well, what do you know? Why, the counterfeiter must have been tugging at your coattails. And you didn't even have sense to reach for it. Uncle Matthew, don't be so upset about it. If the passer is working Dan's beat, he'll get him all right. You just wait. The mouse knows what she's talking about. I'll have that cheap dip in the clink before you know it. The guy's probably found you around. He knows if you're near him, he's safe. Now, Matthew, it takes time to catch crooks. Especially if they're clever ones. Time, time, and me sitting there with merchants screaming and nagging at me all day. It was bad enough this morning with the manager of Holtzman's shoe store threatening to go to the commissioner. And that guy from the Bijou Theater saying he was going to write to the paper. And the Crystal Palace sweet shop. And this evening it starts all over again. Holtzman's shoe store? The Bijou? Why, we were... Good heavens. Dan. Yes, Kitty? Come on, we're going for a walk. Kitty, where are you going? I, oh, I have to get something at the drugstore, Mom. We'll be right back. Come on, Dan. Oh, my God. I don't know what's happening to the younger generation of cops. Now, when I was a young... What's the matter, Jitty? You tore out of the house like somebody hollered fire. Just a minute, Dan. Don't say anything yet. Okay, Mouse, but you're acting terrible, mysterious. All right, now. Wait a minute. They can't hear us here. Listen, Dan. I've just figured out something. I know who's been passing out those counterfeit bills. You do, Mouse? Tell me who it is and I'll put the arm on him. I don't think you'll be too anxious to put the arm on this person. Why, is it somebody we know? Somebody we know and love, Dan. Somebody close to us all. It just came to me up on the porch. Oh, hey, Kitty. You don't... You don't suspect Uncle Matthew. No, Dan. It's not Uncle Matthew. Then who is it? It's you. Oh? Me? Yes, you. Don't you see, Dan? We were in Halsman's shoe store last night. We were at the Bijou Theater and the Crystal Palace. I know, Mouse. Dan, have you got any bills on you now? Oh, sure, Mouse. Look here. Hey, you uh, are. A real handsome robe. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Just as I thought. Look at this 20. And look at this 10. They're counterfeit, Dan. Counterfeit. Are you sure, Mouse? Positive. I handle a lot of bills at the airline office. I wouldn't take a bale of these for a bus ride to the airport. Hey, Mouse, this year's got me bewildered. How come I show up a criminal all of a sudden? Can't you see it, Dan? Mr. Mapes is the counterfeiter. That wasn't your money. He found it all. That I'm very willing to believe. It was all state's money. That's why he didn't want the reward in cash. So he took my good check and slipped me a sheaf of very phony-looking wrapping paper. Mm-hmm, that's it. Holy smoke, Mouse. And I'm the man I've been looking for. Yes, Dan. You are. Oh, for goodness sake. This here's fierce. Do you know what it means, Kitty? It means i got to arrest myself. Arrest yourself? I'm duty-bound. When I got on the force, I took an oath to uphold the law regardless. Detective McGarry, a passer of bum dough. Kitty, i got to go and turn myself in. Wait, Dan, I don't be too hasty. There's no need to give yourself up tonight. No? No, let's take a couple of days to figure this out. 
Besides, tomorrow is Bernice's birthday, and we promised to take Joe and her to Charlie's Tavern for dinner. We can't disappoint them. Well, okay. We'll do like you say, Mouse. But I'll have to give myself up right after dinner. Meantime, if they catch Mr. Mapes, that would clear you. It's well chance of that, Mouse. Mr. Mapes ain't waiting around for no cop to put the arm on him. But there must be a way to catch him, Dan. There must be some way. We've got to figure something out. Kitty, the only bright spot in my future now is I'm going to get a good meal under my belt before they turn the key on me. Happy birthday, dear Bernie. Happy birthday to you. Oh, gee, thanks, everybody. This makes me a very happy person. Oh, don't mention it, Bernice. Now I gotta go and do my sworn duty. Uh, you're gonna give yourself up, huh, Dan? Yeah, Bernice. I'm gonna call headquarters. Wait, Dan, not yet. Give your dinner a chance to digest. It's no use waiting, Mouse. I might as well get it over. But you, a, a little while longer won't do any harm. Gosh, Kitty, I know just how you feel. Why, I used to feel terrible when my Joe here used to leave me to go to night school. Huh, Joe? Yeah, night school. But don't you worry, Dan. They say the jails nowadays are very nice. Huh, Joe? Yeah, nice. Bernice. No place is nice where you can't grab your hat and leave when you got the urge. Well, I'm glad you got a good meal anyway, Dan. My last meal. Oh, gosh, that's interesting. His last meal, just like a guy that's going to be executed. Oh, hey, Bernice. Well, no matter what happens, Dan, me and Joe will visit you regular. No, me, Joe. Yeah, regular. Bernice. <laughs> Bernice. Kitty. I want to talk to you. Will you boys excuse us a minute? Sure, Mom. Sure, Kitty. Come on, Benny. What's the matter, Kitty? You look like you saw a ghost. It worked, Benny. It worked. There he is at the bar talking to Charlie. Who? Oh. Oh, the counterfeit fellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, Kitty. He really fell for that ad you put in the paper this morning. Come on, let's grab him. No, not yet. Remember, I put your name in the ad. Wait till Charlie calls you. Then go over and let Mr. Mapes give you the money. The counterfeit money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, I can't... I hope I can remember everything I'm supposed to say. Yeah, Charlie's nodding towards you now. Go ahead. I'll go get Dan. Oh, gosh, Kitty, this is terribly exciting. Joe, Joe, where did Dan go? A phone. Calling headquarters. Calling headquarters? Oh, for goodness sakes, I've got to stop him. Uh, first phone booth up front. And so we don't need to. Oh, Dan. Uh, just Dan, a minute, Mike. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was go- just as I was going to say, Sarge, we don't need to look no further. I got the guy that's been passing the bum dough here and about. Dan, stop it. Be right with you, Kitty. The- What'd you say, Sarge? Oh, no. You don't need to send no radio cars. This guy'll come in easy. And I think you got the surprise of your life waiting for you. Dan, give me that receiver. Oh, hey, Kitty. What's the matter? You ain't getting mad at me before I depart, are you? Of course not. Look, over there at the bar. Yeah. My old friend Charlie. I better say goodbye to him, too. Not Charlie. Mr. Mapes. Mr. You mean the guy with the phony dough? Well, for goodness sake. That's right. There's your counterfeiter. Jerry, this is a wonderful break. I always knew I'd run into that guy sometimes. Good thing I'm on my toes. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, what are you waiting for? Okay, Mouse. I'll put the arm on him right now. 
I consider it a real pleasure to return a person's rightful property to the rightful owner. Now, young lady, if you'll just make out the check for the reward to cash, please. Oh, sure. This is wonderful getting back my money. Yes, you're a lucky little lady, lady. As my dear old mother used to say. Wait up, Mr. Mapes. I got something more important to say than your old lady. I beg your pardon. Have we met? We sure have. I got your John Henry on a canceled check of mine to prove it. A business transaction, sir, does not constitute a social introduction. This ain't social, bud. Take a look at this. It's a police badge. And it ain't counterfeit. Hmm. Okay, officer. I see argument is futile. My fate rests with you and my estimable attorney. Let's go. My arm, officer. You ain't going to be around for a while, Mr. Mapes. You're out of circulation like your bum dough. Well, my dear old mother used to say, stone walls do not a prison make or iron bars a cage. Silly, wasn't she? <laughs> the last from McGarry in his mouth yet, so stick around. Kitty, I'm an honest man again. I paid back Holtzman's and the Bijou and all the other places. Well, no one ever doubted your honesty, darling. No, huh? I guess they just thought I was, well, sort of dumb. Why, Dan, how could they after the brilliant way you caught up with Mr. Nate? Yeah, I guess you're right. And you know something else why I'm not as dumb as you might think? No, why? You know that $50 reward I gave Mr. Mapes? Yes. I made him give it back to me. Oh, Dan, how marvelous. Oh, wait a minute. Did you examine the bill? Bill? Gee, Mouse, I'm not that stupid. I made him give me a check.
was the premiere episode, Gambling at the Police Station, for McGarry and his mouse. If you'd like to hear even more old-time radio shows, be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel, An Evening of Old-Time Radio, which features three-hour videos of great radio shows in every genre, from horror to mystery to western to adventure to comedy and more. And reminding you again to tune in this Sunday for a Halloween special podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks so much for listening. Do you know what it means, Kitty? It means I gotta arrest myself. <laughs>